When people speak about Christ coming to earth the first time, they usually talk about how He came. But the great emphasis of Scripture is on why He came. Today, we examine the purpose statements found throughout the Gospel records. Each of them help us to understand more about Jesus. Join Scott Pauley now as we open the Bible and gain a fresh glimpse of the Lord. Do you have a favorite preacher, a favorite teacher, someone you enjoy listening to as they explain the Word of God? Well, I want you to know there's never been a preacher like the Lord Jesus. Never. The Bible says, never a man spake like this man. Today, we're coming near the end of our list of why Jesus came, and I saved this one for for the end of the list on purpose because though it found near the beginning of Christ's ministry, early on in his public preaching, it is, I think, one of the great summaries of why Jesus came. It's a summary passage, and it's found in Luke chapter number 4. Here's the setting. The Bible says in verse 16, He came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Now, I want to pause just a moment and point a couple things out. I love the fact that every Sabbath day, this was our Lord's custom. I think, though we are not celebrating the Sabbath, and we're not under the law, uh, we're not going to a synagogue, there still is a beautiful pattern here of interest in the Scriptures, and every time it was being opened, he's there. Oh, my friend, I hope you have that heart to be where the Word of God is being taught and explained. Uh, He stood up to read it. We need, I think, a greater emphasis on the reading of Scripture today. And I, I think it's beautiful that the scroll that is handed to him was the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. Now, that is not by accident. Nothing God does is by accident. This is the good providence of our God. And so the Bible says that the Lord Jesus opened the book. He found the place where it was written. Oh, I'm going to tell you what we need. We need Jesus to open the book to us, don't we? In fact, this little picture we're getting of Jesus in Luke chapter number 4 is really the fulfillment of what Moses promised way back in Deuteronomy 18 that a prophet was going to come, and he was going to speak the truth to God's people. Jesus Christ is prophet, priest, and king. Well, here he's the prophet. And the place that he reads from The place that he finds is Isaiah 61. Now, we'll go back and read Isaiah 61 in just a moment, but let me read to you what Jesus read. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, this is what he read. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? (laughs) Do you see, again, the combination of grace and truth? He spoke the truth, but he did it with such a gracious way. They marveled. They wondered at his gracious words. Oh, we need that. Grace and truth coupled together. 
And so he's ushering in here a new era at the beginning of his public ministry. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. He said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. I love it. Everything God foretells, he always fulfills. And so what is Jesus doing? He is connecting his ministry and his work to the prophecy that was found in Isaiah 61. Now, if you back up to Isaiah 61, guess what you're going to read? See if this sounds familiar. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's exactly what Jesus read. And this is why Jesus came. Jesus came to proclaim the good news. Early on in our series, we said he came to preach. Indeed, he did. But he's not just preaching anything. No, he has a very definite message. He's proclaiming the good news. The Spirit of the Lord was on him. Oh, may the Holy Spirit of God be on us and cause us to preach the good news. Listen to this list. It's all about the Lord. He's anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. Remember, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Isn't this a brokenhearted world? Only Jesus can heal the broken heart. To preach deliverance to the captives. We're not just talking about people in slavery. We're all captives to sin and Satan. We're all in bondage. Only Jesus can set us free. If the Son thereof shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. And then recovery of sight to the blind. Remember, Satan hath blinded the eyes of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Why did Jesus come to open those blind eyes? To set at liberty them that are bruised. You see how the Lord is working, drawing people to God, meeting their deep spiritual needs to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And so the Lord Jesus perfectly fulfilled when he came the prophecy that was given hundreds of years before in Isaiah 61. But I want to point something out to you. I don't know if you're looking at your Bible, but if you're not, I want to encourage you to do it. If you compare Scripture with Scripture and you read Isaiah 61 and you read Luke 4, you will realize that Jesus only read part of the passage. You see, that's why I say this one last. It's not only a good summary passage on why he came the first time, it connects us to this glorious reminder that he's coming again. You see, he in fact stopped in the middle of Isaiah 61 in verse 2. Here's the rest of it. He not only came to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, it goes on to say, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, and he might be glorified. Oh, this is exciting. The first part of Isaiah 61 was fulfilled in his first coming. And the second part of Isaiah 61's prophecy will be fulfilled in his second coming. You see, in his first coming, he spoke with gracious words. That's what they said. These were gracious words. Uh, so much grace, the gospel to the poor, healing for the brokenhearted, deliverance for the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, liberty for the bruised. I mean, what grace? That was the message of his first coming. And that's why I stopped there, because that was the purpose for which he came, was to reveal the grace of God. But friends, when our Lord Jesus comes back, it is not to reveal the grace of God. It is to reveal the government of God. When our Lord came the first time, it was full of gracious words. But when he comes again, his, his words are going to be words of judgment. 
In fact, Revelation 19, verse 15 says, Out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. He treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Do you see, as surely as Jesus fulfilled the prophecy in his first coming, he will fulfill the prophecy in his second coming. He came the first time to proclaim the good news, and friend, it's only good news if people hear it. It's only good news if they get it in time because very soon he who came the first time is coming again. And when he comes, it will be to proclaim the wrath and justice and holy judgment of Almighty God. Yes, he came. Yes, he came to reveal God to us and proclaim the good news of grace to us. And yes, he is coming again. I would say and urge you today, be sure you know him. And then by the grace of God, take the message of grace to everybody you can. Preach the gospel. The same gospel Christ preached, point men to the only hope of salvation. Because very soon, our Lord is coming. He's returning. He's coming again. This is the message of the New Testament. And this is why Jesus came. If you do not know Christ in a personal way, you can come to know Him today. Call on Him now in faith and ask Him to be your Savior. We would love to hear from you about your decision for Christ and help to answer any questions you have. You can communicate with us and find other helpful resources for studying the Bible at enjoyingthejourney.org. Remember that as surely as Jesus came the first time, He is coming again. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey with Jesus. Jesus.